Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parasha Vayetze and in this Parasha Jacob leaves his home, his home in Beersheba, and he goes to the land of Haran to look for a wife. And as you all know the story, he meets Rachel, he falls in love with Rachel, and uh, the day he was gonna be married to her, the father-in-law Lavan switched the brides, and at the next day he realized he had married uh, Leah. And he had worked seven years for Rachel, and suddenly he's married to the wrong woman. And what is this whole twisted scheme of, of life that sometimes we think we're getting one thing and we get another? And uh, the reality is that there's a purpose of, for everything. There's hashgaha um, pratis, there's divine intervention in life. And everything you have, everything that happens to you really is part of your plan. It's part of your journey. There's a higher purpose. We read the script and we read between the lines and we think, we think things are, are as they are, but in reality, there's a spiritual reason. There's a much deeper reason for everything. So today, we're gonna concentrate, concentrate on one of the, of the sihas in, in the in Torah or Likutei Torah, the, the Hasidic parasha, in which it explains the two different levels of Leah and Rahel and what each one of these women represented in a spiritual realm and their relationship with, uh, with uh, Yaakov. So we know that Laban had two daughters, Leah and Rahel, and one of them represents the level of Makshava and Dibur, uh, which means thought and speech. And, uh, and the world of Iskasia, which is the hidden world, and the world of Isgalia, which is the revealed world. So one represented the hidden, the, the thought, what is inside, what is not revealed, and this was Leah, and Ra Rahel represented the revealed world, she represented speech, and um, each one of them uh, represented a different level of spirituality. In the level of speech, which is the Alma Disgalia, are the spiritual levels that relate to the, to the world's experiences through the creation. So everything that you understand, everything that is revealed, everything that is opened, blessings, open, revealed, revelation represents the world of the revealed, the world of speech. But everything that is sublime is in a sublime level. So things that are are not part of our understanding are part of the world of the level of thought because it's contained. And if we look at the personalities of these two women, they were like that. Leah was more into herself, and Rahel was more beautiful. Was more uh, was more out there than Leah was. So, so here we see that in Avodat Hashem, the, 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 in our job towards God, the level of Rahel speech represents the practical mitzvot. It represents action. It represents when we learn something and we go and we do it. And uh, Leah, on the other hand, represents the level of Torah learning and prayer, which is similar to the level of thought. It's something that is contained. So the two revelations are 
were seen in the times of uh, of the temple of the Beit Hamikdash when they were when they stood in the times of the temple, and these two levels of revelation were very much a part of that time. We had both. We had the the, the Torah, the learning, the introspection, the the prayer, and at the same time there was a lot of revelation, a lot of mitzvot, a lot of openness that was going on in the times of the temple. So the main level of revelation that shown during the times of the Mikdash was the level of Rahel, who is considered the Akeres Habai, the main wife of Jacob. And she was considered the main wife of Jacob because she was his first love and his only love. And uh, she was a woman that he intended to marry in the first place. So this is similar to one speech which contains one's thoughts. Like what you're gonna say really is in your head. You're not gonna say something that is not in your, in your head. Sometimes we say things we don't mean. Sometimes we mess up, we say the wrong thing at the wrong time. But if we say it, it's because it's in our thoughts. And uh, that's why it's so important to be careful with what we think, to always have the, the capacity to redirect our thoughts to the right place. So when we speak, we don't mess it up and we're always saying the truth, what we're meaning truthfully. And uh, sometimes people say things they don't mean, they don't want to say, they don't mean them, but it is in, in their thoughts. So, so it says here uh, <clears throat> that the, in the times of the temple, both levels were revealed in Eretz Israel, and it was specifically the, specifically the level of speech, which was the level of Rahel, Isgalia, that was experienced by its inhabitants. It was due to this revelation that Eretz Israel experienced a great exposure of godliness. And this is why the Shekhinah was there, and it was revealed, open, people could feel it. Even people from other nations would come to the Mishkan and give uh, their korbanot, give their sacrifices, because it was open to the world. It was like you could feel God everywhere. You, it, was, it was almost seen. So the, it says here uh, that as a result of this godliness, many great sages of that time uh, arose in the times of, 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 of the Mishkan. And they all experienced the divine spirit of Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration. Everybody had Ruach HaKodesh and prophecy. Prophecy is something that is really only happens in the land of Israel. Today we don't have prophecy because we're missing uh, the, the, the Mishkan. And uh, for this reason it states that prophecy only resides there because of the, uh, of the amount of holiness, Kedusha and sanctity and that the Shehinah of Hashem is openly revealed in such a place. So, however, after the destruction of the Mishkan, the Jewish people and the Shehinah, which is the level of Rahel, were exiled into the angelic uh, princes of the 70 nations. So that's why we're all scattered around the world. Sometimes people ask me, where are you from? I say from Colombia. And people say, I cannot believe there's Jews in Colombia. How can there be Jews in Colombia? How did they get there? How can it be? How did they survive? They cannot believe it. But in reality, if you look around your, the world, there's a Jew everywhere. If not, count the Chabad houses that you see. There's one everywhere in, in, in Taganga, in, uh, in Africa, in, in Thailand, in here and there. And you see them 
everywhere because really there's Jews everywhere. So uh, discuss the revelation of Rahel to not shine at all in Eretz Israel to the same level that it's shown previously when the temple was standing. So this level of Rahel today, the level of speech is not so revealed uh, as it was in those days, it's more concealed. Nevertheless, there's a certain degree of it in the world, but today uh, the world is more about thought and less about action. So the revelation of Leah, it, it increased in godly, in godly wisdom, although the level of Rahel no longer shines in the land of Israel, nevertheless the level of Leah remains shining. So you will see today there's so many yeshivas in Israel and people are learning Torah, crazy amounts of Torah in the diaspora, in Eretz Israel, in the internet, wherever it is, there, there's the, the wellsprings of Torah are everywhere and people are very much into the intellectual part of their, of their way. So we see here that the level, this level of, of, of thought is higher than the level of Rahel, the level of speech, just as thought is higher than, than speech. So the level of Leah is concealed as it's the level of Alma de Iscasia, the revelation of Elocus. Today in Eretz Israel is therefore incomparably less than the level of revelation which was experienced in the times of the, of the temple. And the, nevertheless, the lesser revelation, the, the, the great Sadikim of Eretz Israel are able to comprehend today in Eretz Israel much more than they would comprehend out of Eretz Israel. Like, really, Israel makes you wise. The air of Jerusalem just makes you wise. Just to breathe it, it makes you wise. And there's a story here that is taught, taught by the Rebbe Maharaj, in which he says that there was a very simple Jew in Eretz Israel that used to go to his rabbi every day so he could tell him what was the prayers for that day. He would like he he, he was too simple. So he would go every day to the rabbi and say, "What do I have to pray today? What was the proper prayer for the day?" And one day he saw that all the shops were closed and uh, he was wondering, "Oh, so strange. It must be a holiday and the rabbi didn't give me any special a prayer for today. He gave me the same prayer as he gives me every day. So he went to the rabbi and he said to him, why didn't you show me the special prayers of the day that today it looks like it's a special day? And the rabbi replied that in truth it was a regular day, that there was nothing, uh, nothing different from, for prayers, that the, the shops had been closed because there was a special prayer session for rain because there was a huge drought and it was not raining in Eretz Israel so they closed the shops for a moment to go and do this special prayer so this simple Jew replied I don't understand why do you have to make a special prayer to 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 have a rain all I, and he said when I have drought and I cannot uh, water my land and I'm having problems with my crops I just go outside and I look up into the heavens and I cry to God, please send me rain. I need, I need it to be able to survive. And at that instant moment, he, it begins to rain. So the, the Rebbe Maharaj concluded, now that is, a, that, that is a neshama of Eretz Israel. This is the special soul of a person that lives in Eretz Israel. He just has to ask. 
they don't need a lot of uh, intricacies to get to God. They just have to ask. From here we see that the land of Israel, it does really contain in itself a, a very special Kedusha, even if the temples are not there. Imagine in the times of the temples what, how it was. It must have been magnificent. So, so the verse states that Leah was despised uh, by Jacob. He despised his wife. And the question is, why did Jacob despise Leah? And, uh, and it says here, certainly Jacob comprehended the level of Leah. He was a sadic. He understood what these two women represented in his journey, in, in his avodah, what he had to complete in this world. He needed both of them to be able to do what he had to do. At the same time, if you remember, he, had, he stole the blessing from Esav. So Leah really was intended for Esav. The, 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 what Leah had to do for the world, which was the, the realm of thought, was her job with Esav. They had to bring this to the world. But since Esav was not a, his, his, her husband any, anyways, she was married to Yaakov, and he had acquired for himself the responsibility that Esav had. So this is why he needed Leah in his life, because he had to do what Esav was meant to be doing. So it says here that the, the word, the, the, which is the word of Iskasia, which is the level of, of Leah, and is even a higher level than the level of Rahel, explains that Yaakov is considered the middle of the three Avot. He's the middle of the three Avot. As we know, it's Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. But Yaakov is considered that he is like the middle rod that extends from one side to the other, and he brings heaven down to earth. This is what Yaakov represented. He brought the spiritual world into the world. And, uh, and this was part of his special tasks. It was to unite the two worlds and, and to draw this, uh, this uh, spirituality into, into the level of Malhut. So it is for this reason that Jacob loved Rahel more than Leah. And as, although Leah represented a, a very high and sublime level, Rahel represented the, the purpose of his life, which was to bring godliness into the world. And the way in which we bring godliness into, into the world is by action, by doing. And that the speech represents this. Is when we do mitzvot, when we do, when we are doing, what we're doing is that we are bringing the revelation of God into this world. Like we can be learning all day, we can be praying all day, but if we're not bringing it down into the world by action, then it stays up there. You're never gonna be able to bring it there, here. That's why when we pray, it's so important to move the lips. Sometimes I see people that they're praying and they're like this, and they're praying. They're not doing anything. They're, they're, it's staying in thought. It's not coming down to the world. To be able to draw it down, you have to move your lips. and 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 verbalize what you're saying. So it will become action. So this is what Yaakov loved Rahel so much because his job in this world was action, was to unite, to bring, to connect. And that's done through action and Rahel was action too. So Yaakov's entire desire and yearning was for this revelation, the level of Rahel. And uh, as we know, the kiss that he gave Rahel when he first saw her, he kissed her 
is a very passionate part of the Torah, represents also in the Kabbalistic sense, and Hasidut teaches that this is the, um, the level of Chabad. Chabad means Chokhmah bin Adad, which is wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. To have an idea is amazing, but you have to really bring it down. And the only way you bring it down is through understanding it and then become becoming that idea and just bringing it to the world by action. So, so here we see that the difference between the form of service of Rahel and the service of Leah leads us to understand their generation of the Midbar, of the spies, when they were going to come into the land of Israel after four, after. After 40 days of sojourning, they were ready to go in and they did this whole thing and they brought this horrible report about uh, the land of Israel. Why did they do this? Because they were still in the, in the level of thought. They were in the level of thought. They lived in the desert. They didn't have to worry about anything. They didn't think, have to think, what am I going to cook tonight? What am I going to feed my family? What am I going to wear? They were completely in a level of, of complete spirituality in which the only thing they did all day was learn Torah. And the soul was so happy. So these people thought, why in the world would we want to go into a place where we cannot learn and now we have to start worrying about our, our sustenance, we have to work the land, we have to sweat, we have to have pain in the body to be able to have milk and eggs and to be able to bake bread and have food in our tables. Why would we want this? And this is why they created such a problem and then the Jewish people had to wander in the desert for 40 more years and change our generation till the new people could come into the land. So we see here that they claim that the mitzvot could be performed on, the, on a spiritual plane. They thought that they could have been left only in thought. And, uh, and this was a great mistake because at the end of the day, Hashem, this is not the intention for his Torah. His, his Torah is meant to be lived. It's meant to be applied. And rather, one is required to form, to perform actions. This is our job. This is what we come to do. We come here to do. Uh, just like the ad of Nike says, just do it. This is why we're here. So, Lavan, on the other hand, who is the father of Rahel and Leah, which was a very wicked man. He was a horrible, wicked, twisted guy in this physical form down here. In the in the spiritual realm, he had a different makeup. So he had a very big level of klipa, of evilness, like his goodness was covered completely with a, with a shell. And Laban really was rooted in an even higher level of Kedusha. He came from a very high place, which the word Laban means white. Laban means white. And the level of Lavan in Kedusha represents the level of Lavnunis Keser, which means the level of pure Hasadim, of pure kindness. He came from a place of pure good. But when he came down to this world, he was grabbed in this klipa, and that all that good became evil. So this is the meaning of Vajashkem Lavan Baboker, that Lavan woke, woke up in the morning, because this represents the arousal of the side of kindness. In the mornings, you feel there's kindness. It's, the, 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 it's light, it's, it's, it's the day's beginning, you have new hope for the day, there's a new day ahead, there's, 
it, you feel the kindness when the when the day starts getting darker then the, the, a dread starts coming in and it doesn't feel so kind but the the level of Lavan of Kedusha was really drawn down into Rahel through Yaakov so that Kedusha that sanctity that carried that Lavan carried really went into Rahel and she did have that goodness in her she she had it and she lived it so we see here that since Rahel is the level of speech, the Alma Deis Galia, everything that she reveals into the world must be on a level that the world can accept and take. And this is the reason why she was barren for so many years. She could not have children because what she had to give to the world, the world was not ready for it. People have to be ready to get what they have to get. There's so much goodness that Hashem wants to bring to us from up there. But if the world is not ready for it, if we don't make ourselves a vessel for that good, that good cannot come into the world. So until the world was not ready for her children, Rahel could not bring these children into the world. So the sixth, the, the, what we learn from here in truth is one is required to serve Hashem with thought, speech, and action. We This is the garments of the soul. We have talked about it in other classes. This is what dresses us. This is what, they are, what we give to the world, is what we think, what we say, and what we, what we do. And uh, the, this avodah, this job, this work, is relevant to all Jews. Equally is the level of action and mitzvot. So this whole siha is talking to us about how important it is that we are a people of action, that we're a people of kindness, of good deeds, of good thoughts that will become good deeds. It's very important that we understand this. The Jewish people are a light unto the nations. We're here to bring goodness to the world. We're here to reveal the, the, the presence of God in the world. And the way in which we reveal it is by doing His will. When a Jew lives up to Hashem's will, he is a revelation of God in this world. It's a kiddush Hashem. It's a sanctification of the name of God. And to remember that our beautiful land, our beloved land, Eretz Israel, which this week is going through a lot of hardship, and I hope that this Eshior would bring merit to all our brothers and sisters in the land. We have to understand that it has a very special Kedusha. Israel is not like the rest of the world. It's a very special place. It's a very special place with very special people who are giving their lives to defend our land and to keep Jewish people safe everywhere in the world. It, it, I heard once that when Israel sneezes, the whole world gets the flu. So we have to take care of Israel because if Israel is safe and sound, the whole world is going to be safe and sound. So I wish you a beautiful week, a blessed week. Remember that your actions count and live a little higher. Thank you.